Beers and Banter, episode 32. We've got Joel Mulvaney in the house. Joel, going to tell us all about Gripstar Socks. Uh, he might even give us an education on the world game tonight. We'll give you a bit of a coronavirus update and uh, all the usual beers and banter. Let's do it. Joel, welcome to the not-so-sweaty box tonight. Thanks, Matty. Nice weather outside. It is good weather for ducks, but uh, it makes it a bit nicer in here, thankfully. It is. She's uh, nice and cool. Nice VB too, mate. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I've, you're on the VBs. I uh, I went for the, the Burley Twisted Palm from Burley Brewing. It's a tropical pale ale tonight, 4.2%. Uh, and The fancy stuff. Yeah, I... I just can't bring myself – I don't know whether I scarred myself early in life with the VBs, but I just can't bring myself to drink it. Remember the little throwdowns I used to have? Yeah. When yeah. you when you were, when, yeah. what, 16, 17, and that's all you could oh, afford? I <laughs> definitely 18. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Were they 24-pack, but they were yeah. like shot glasses tiny, just about. Tiny little things. That was it. The good times. The good old days. Mate, uh, tell us about yourself. You're the coach of Broadbeach United. Brovich Reserves. Reserves? Yep. Reigning, double, defending. Double and uh, grand final and premiership winners. So, so that's, that's pretty good. When did that happen? Uh, that finished in September last year. So we, long season, we start training December, January last year. This year was a bit earlier. Uh, goes all the way through to September. So we play 21 games and then the final series. Yep. Uh, we go, yeah, a few... Uh, few ups and downs through the year and stuff like that but we got over the line end of the year and we've had a bit of a clean out um or, or what whether it's a clean out or a, an exodus whatever you want to call it there's a, a few little things going on there at Broad Beach but it's uh it started all again we're ready to go uh I probably should have started the pod with an apology <laughs> I have given soccer a bit of a a bad go on this show um we do like to joke we're obviously rugby league mad but uh, truly is the world game. And I've been trying to do a little bit of reading this week in, in preparation. But, uh, oh, look, is, is it is it ever going to take off that game or what? Soccer? Or should I it, do I have to call it football tonight? Football? Well, call it football because it is a real football. Yep. Um, that's what I'll call it. <laughs> uh, look, it will. There's there's plenty of stuff happening at the, the top level of the game. Uh, with the the FFA, all that sort of stuff, there's, there's changes there. There's new CEO in, um, new board. Um, trying to get the second division happening, trying to get things run uh, more smoothly. I guess the the big changes there, big changes. And, and the second division will happen, um, but it's a matter of funding it, I guess, and, and finding how they fund it. What about coverage? I was, I'm going to botch this for sure, but I was reading today. There's been big news. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been big news in the last week or so in the media world. AAP is shutting its doors uh, in about June, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those that don't know, AAP is like it's basically where all these all the different outlets actually get their news from, and they supply all the journos. I was reading there today that uh, the game in Gosford last night basically had one journo in attendance. Wouldn't surprise me. That's the Mariners, and it was an but it was an AAP staff member. So once they okay. shut their doors, I don't know who's covering all those sports. You know, you you got a cast of thousands that feed themselves each week off rugby league, but um, if the game's not getting the coverage it needs, how, how's it going to grow? Well, it's, yeah, 
Interesting, interesting. The Mariners can't get fans no matter what. Luke's going to kill me for that, but anyway, he's a massive Mariners fan. But you're, the, uh, you're in rugby league heartland there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, and, and they've struggled for years. That club, um, you see, at sport, I suppose in general is, is followed when teams are winning. They got, got got a good following. You look at Phoenix now in in New Zealand; they're they're getting fans back because they're going well. Yeah. Um, but these clubs that struggle at the bottom, Newcastle Jets, Central Coast. Those sorts of teams are always going to struggle. But I did read as well something about the new sporting, um, the new sports mob in the UK that's owned by a Russian billionaire, Dazen or Dazen or something like that. Is Dazen. Dazen is talking about entering the, the football broadcast rights in Australia. I don't know how well or how big, but so they cover a lot of the boxing at the moment. Design. Correct, and the UFC and those sorts of things. I yeah, think. I don't. Oh, I don't well, think they've got the UFC, but yeah, maybe that, the box, yeah. that subscription model. That's, yeah, like like a Netflix or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or a Ko. Because uh, Optus in Australia own nearly all the rights for everything now. Foxtel lost everything. Foxtel now owns basically the A League. Optus owns the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League, the UEFA. Euros from a so- from a football s- point of football view, football only, football only. So, whether Optus has something that can cover it a bit more, and are they doing a, a better job of it now than they did, sort of when they first took on those, yeah, on that coverage? Pre- Premier League coverage is brilliant, but, but is that still is that uh, like streaming only? Cause, streaming because so only pe- people in Sydney may have Optus Vision boxes still or not, or is that all? Uh, I've still got an Optus box. It's all through the app. Oh, so, right. so I've got an Optus fetch box at home that you still watch Premier League on that. Oh, right. Uh, or the Amazon stick through the Optus. Okay. Uh, um, but, yeah, they, they, they basically own everything. But I guess the issue with streaming is that when you've got mates in England that are watching the live coverage of live football game and they text you when your team score, they're 30 seconds to a minute in front of oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> so it ruins everything on a Saturday night. That's, that's handy. But, but yeah, it's, it, look, it's in a, the, the game in Australia is, a, is struggling. Uh, a little bit. Um, they're trying to enter new teams and bring teams over, and how it's going to how it's going to grow. I don't know the answer. If I knew the answer, I wouldn't be here. Uh, but I don't know the answer. So, it's how does a sport that's got such large participation numbers? Where does it all go wrong once the kids get older? Oh, you got to look at the the fees people pay. So, if you're talking at NPL level, so you're talking grassroots football, then you got your NPL level, then your A League level, um, and that and that differs state to state. Some some states have two or three NPL leagues and all that sort of stuff. And you're talking for an for an NPL junior. Um, some clubs on, there's two NPL clubs on the Gold Coast, um, and don't quote me on figures or anything like that. But you're talking two thousand to three thousand dollars for a kid to play for one season. So if you've got two or three kids, uh, it's a hell of a lot of money. And um, and where does the where does that money go? So every every MPL coach, whether it's an under seven, eight, nine, ten, elevens, whatever it is, is paid to coach. Uh, okay. And that might be five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars per year. Right. So, and I guess that comes from a coach going through and doing his his coaching courses, which again the FFA charge a coach. Like for example, I'm a C licensed senior coach. That cost me about sixteen hundred dollars to do. And okay. that's and that's the bottom of the advanced courses. Then you've got a B and A and a pro diploma. And as you go up, you're talking A license, ten thousand dollars to do. It's a lot of money. So when I compare that with the sport that our kids are heavily involved in is surf life saving. Now again, it's not certainly not a world sport. Um, but from a participation point of view, the kids for the whole family, me included, to sign up is about two hundred and ninety bucks. Yeah, it's in- we can do about six training sessions a week plus nippers on a Sunday. 
Uh, yeah, it gets a little bit more expensive when you've got to start buying craft and that sort of thing. But even a, a mal if it, at two grand, that's going to last you a few seasons or a nipper board at 1500 bucks or a thousand bucks or yeah. you don't have to buy them new you can get them second hand you know four or five hundred bucks it's it's a pretty good sport but um yeah i certainly won't be directing the kids towards soccer well, at a couple of grand a pot that's the problem and and, and per year yeah and you're saying that and how many other families do that how many other kids so maybe they got a good enough kid but mum and dad can't afford it when you got a couple of kids sports expensive yeah definitely it's it it's ridiculous i remember well, i don't know Dad, probably, it was probably enough for him when when I played, but it was like a hundred bucks for your fees yep. and a pair of boots. Yep. Yep. And sometimes you'd get a pair of boots out of the the box that was at the at the club, or you'd get a you know Dad take you down. Yeah. If you're lucky, you'd got a you got a new pair of boots. Yeah, um, that's but a couple of grand. No, no families in Australia have just got that. Just no, not like shell that. Out. No. no, even the senior footballer, like the boys in my team and and the first team at, at Broadbeach, they all pay five hundred and sixty dollars rego for the year. So basically, you pay twenty one games. You're paying what's that? Twenty bucks a game, twenty five bucks a game. Yeah. To play football. Yep. So it's it's expensive. It's expensive. So again, I don't know the answer. I don't know. How and the federation takes some money too. The problem with football is there's three federations. So you've got the FFA that takes their cut. You've got Football Queensland that take their cut, and then you've got Football Gold Coast that take their cut. So there's three three fees in there. So if, so out of five hundred and sixty dollars for for a club, three hundred dollars get eaten up by the federation straight away. Crazy. And the club's trying to fund the rest of the the stuff by polo shirts, electricity for, for floodlights, cutting or uh, line marking, all yeah. those referees' fees you're still got to pay on top of that. So it's uh, it gets eaten up pretty quickly. So people say it's an expensive sport, and the clubs make money. They a lot of the time they don't. It's uh it's still heavily needed sponsors in that in that game so and i know i know every, every club on the coast is the same i think 500 550 dollars for a senior footballer these days is about right for for a grassroots footballer yeah, yeah if you had a the mpl system again then, then you're jumping up the two two and a half grand so they're not getting paid to play they're paying a couple of grand to play grassroots football yeah, yeah. oh no no mpl players senior level first team players will get paid yeah um decent money at, at certain clubs yeah um if you go to victoria you're talking Two thousand dollars a game, possibly to be played in a, in a what you class as a second tier, I guess. But the the difference between an MPL and, and an A League player is there can be miles difference. Yeah, okay. Um, so you're still getting good money, especially with the foreigners down south, the the the, the Greeks and the the Italians and stuff like that. They like to pay their players big money. Yep. Um, it's not a, it's not like that so much in Queensland, but Sydney and and, and Melbourne, big money, big money for a second tier footballer. So. The local comp kicked off on the weekend, did it? It did. How'd you go? Uh, my boys went down 6-4. Uh, the less I say about that, the you better. Did, you didn't have a goalie? Uh, we did. We did. He actually did all right. It was it was uh, everywhere else. Yep. Um, that was the uh, the problem. And we'd been really well, really good in pre-season. We'd play really good football. And we uh, we walked out on Saturday and everything just went out the window. So I'm not sure. We actually went 4-0 down, got it back to 4-3. Or should have scored at 4-4. Uh, or four three should have made it four four and then uh, went on to lose six four. The first team boys went down one nil. Uh, had a man sent off after thirty minutes. So played sixty minutes with uh, with with ten men. Send off. Send off in soccer. In soccer, there's a. Would you believe in the four games on the weekend? Because there's only eight teams in the Premier League. The four games there was five red cards. I went and watched Narang and Coomera on 
Friday night, which Henrique from the old Brisbane Raw. Yeah. He used to play. He, he plays at Coomera now. Uh, Coomera won that 4 0, but Narang had three players sent off, three red cards. Wow. So, so whether I don't know whether they're under instructions to 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 more more send offs or or what I'm not sure. But to be fair to the referee, Saturday's probably was for us, and the two out of the three I saw on Friday night were probably red cards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a little bit of uh, feistiness at, at the ground at Palm Beach on Saturday night. So there's a little bit that may come out of that. I saw a little bit in the Gold Coast Bulletin today. A bit of a bit of a please explain. A few dramas. Few dramas, a few crowd behaviour issues. Yeah, okay. Um, but I'm sure Football Gold Coast will do the right thing and act on that. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll leave that there. We'll or leave right? it there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to get myself in too much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, being that I'm not traditionally a soccer man, uh, a soccer fan, um, I want to jump on board a team. Who 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 am I jumping on board? Yeah? An Aussie team or a real team? No, like a like. <laughs> no, we're talking the world game. So so, give me a team that I can follow. Uh, the only team to follow is Liverpool. That's it. If you follow anyone else, you're a mug, basically. Okay. <laughs> so that, there's a good little tie in there. My kids actually, uh, are, uh, they one of their grandparents is from Liverpool. So there's a bit of a tie in there. Liverpool or Everton? What do they support? The oh, red, or, red or blue part of town? I don't know. Liverpool. I, I, I don't just know. Go, just go we'll the just red. Pres- we'll just, just say Liverpool. Just go the red. Yeah. Um, Suits you, actually. So, yeah, red. <laughs> That's my colour. Big red. So what do I need to know? What What do I need to do to be a Liverpool fan? What's What's the story? First things first, go and get yourself a scarf. Scarf, yeah. Scarf. Take a scarf off. Yep. Uh, then get to Anfield. Book a trip. Whether you take the family or yourself, get some tickets and go to Anfield. I've been four times now. Um, I was lucky enough to sit in the director's box a couple of years ago with uh, Kenny Dogleash and Ian Rush. Hey, name dropping here, yeah. but that was uh, one of the highlights of the life for sure, getting into, into that box. So Anfield's a special place. I've been to, to Wembley, uh, Emirates Stadium with Arsenal, Atletico Madrid Stadium, Liverpool, Anfield's next level. And I don't just say that because I support them. Yep. They're next level. They're next level. And uh, is there a song I've got to learn? What's What's the song? You'll Never Walk Alone. Jerry and the Pacemakers well, sh- to start sh- with, wasn't it? I should have got that teed up for the to play it. We'll see, if, we'll see if we can add it in later on. Um, do I get that tattooed on my forehead or something or on my tongue or under just, my bottom lip or what, what's wait, it go? Just wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. Wait a couple of weeks and you come with me. I actually, yeah, well, the guy <laughs> that tried to ring my phone before and interrupted the podcast, he, he actually texted me the other day and said, you're, you're booked in to get a tattoo. Yeah, um, almost, almost. I'm not crowing yet. No? I'm not crowing yet. Uh, the deal with a couple of mates of mine was that when Liverpool finally win the league, uh, we'll go and get a tattoo of some sort. Uh the missus doesn't think I'll go through with it. Yeah. Uh, so basically I have to go through with it. So where are you thinking? Arse, cheek, bicep? Uh, I don't know. Neck. Neck. Maybe Big a tear. Oh, neck toe. <laughs> no, I'm not sure oh, yet. Well. Not sure. It, depends, it depends what we want and what we want to do. So, so My other mates are covered in tattoos, so they're okay. I haven't got one. I feel like I'm getting on, on a good thing here. They're 25 points clear. 25 clear. And they, they either need to win two games or someone needs to lose Correct. So, two more. So Man United beat Man City this morning. Yeah. So Man City are second, 25 points behind with the game in hand. Yeah. If they drop points against Arsenal on Thursday morning, Liverpool can now win it next Tuesday at Everton. They're bitter rivals. 
yeah, right five on. minute walk across Stanley Park in Liverpool to to their ground. So that that would be huge. That but, would be massive. But what I'm hearing is it could be in front of an empty stadium. Could be with it, this virus. Yeah, with the, we're going to do a bit of a coronavirus update. I don't know if we need to or not. But uh, they, uh, yeah, they're worried that that after all these years they're going to have to win it in front of or receive the trophy in front of an empty stadium and. They're basically saying that there won't be a spot in a bar for miles around, so there's not much point keeping everyone out of the stadium. They might as well be in there together. Exactly, and and if you go around Liverpool, you you know how fanatical they are. Um, you, you walk the streets, you go in pubs. There's Liverpool stuff everywhere. So just going to the right pub, obviously. But and what what's your connect? How did you get? On, how did you start following Liverpool? Uh, I reckon I was eight or nine. FA Cup against Man United. That was the big. That was the big time. But basically, because of Craig Johnston, that obviously uh, invented the Predator, played for Liverpool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you get a chance to listen to his podcast, I did. I did with Matty Johns. Sensational. That was good. Yeah. yeah. So he's he was basically the reason. Um, and then the, the must have been the nineteen ninety four. I should know this. FA Cup. We lost. We actually lost. Yeah. Um, but that that was that was the the real point. So I've supported them for that long, and we haven't won. What's that? Twenty six years. Yeah, and we haven't won the league for thirty. So we won the Champions League twice in that time, and I've lost a couple of finals. So th- this is the hard bit for for a non follower of football is all the different trophies that you can win, yep. all the different competitions. Yep. How do you know what comp you're, you're watching them play in at the time? Like. They could be playing an English team, but they're not actually playing in the Premier League. They're playing in the Champions League. Or right. How does that all work? So there's four. Four main competitions in Europe. So the Champions League is the top European. So the top, sorry, I should say five. There's top, uh, the top three or four of each league in Europe, in the UEFA division, uh, play against each other in a in a like a I guess a a group stage and a knockout stage. So Liverpool are in that on Thursday morning against Atletico Madrid. Yep. Uh, and then you have got the Europa, which is like the second tier. European teams, and then you've got the, the Premiership and two cup competitions in England. So there's a lot of competitions. And you haven't won the pre- – well, Liverpool, we, we at Liverpool we haven't won the Premier League in, in 30, 30 years. 30 years. We've gone close a few times, very close. To, to go back to Craig Johnson, I, in that podcast that he did, he talked about 10,000 touches. Yep. When you're coaching the young blokes now, what – what is there any similarities in that? Is there anything you can use out of that to to get him? Like, are they working as hard as he is? No way, no way. They're, they're completely different over here. Like, as a coach of the, of a grassroots team, you get them for four hours, if four hours a week. Yeah. So you get basically ninety minutes on a Tuesday and ninety minutes on a on a Thursday. Uh, half the time you're telling them to stop being fools. Yep. And then you got them on a weekend. How old? How old's the average age of your, the blokes you're coaching? Seventeen up to thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. But, but I've got average age are probably early twenties. Um. But yeah, they're not. A lot of them don't do that extra work. They don't get to training early and juggle balls and and all that sort of stuff like they used to. Like he, that he, podcast yeah. should be played to every Everyone. kid that thinks they're going to be a. Doesn't matter what the sport you you're talking yep. about. So some people say ten thousand touches, ten thousand hours. Yep. That's what they say. Like to be a master at something, you got to do like ten thousand hours of it. Like he well, was doing that a day, ten thousand touches. That's right. Well, the, the FFA changed when when they brought out this what they call their curriculum. They they changed all this stuff away from repetitive training. 
So that they don't want you doing the repetitive stuff, like kicking the ball against the wall in, in training. I should say they don't want you doing passing backwards and forwards and headers and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Well, headers will be out of the game for for junior level soon anyway. Have you heard that? No. <laughs> so yeah, so in in England and the US, they've now taken away you're not allowed to head the ball until you're about fourteen years old or thirteen years old, something like that. Yeah. Um, all to do with the, the head injuries and, and things and the, and the science that's gone behind it at, at a junior level. So heading the footy could be as bad as getting, copping a tackle in Basically, one Basically, yeah. So, so that's not good so, for soccer. No, so they, they've stopped that. Because all the, all the mums don't want their kids playing rugby yeah. league or union because of the head injuries and the different injuries. Yeah. But heading a soccer ball could be yeah. just as bad. No, they, they've stopped it in, in Scotland, stopped it in the US, and I'm sure it'll be stopped here. It won't be far away. Well, when you've seen what they've done in the league and the tackle, yep. no tackle, and the young kids, and the, yep. yeah, it's only yeah. a matter of time. Yeah, is That's, is heading a big part of the game in those little kids? Not so much, no, no. no. And I, I do agree with it that that small age, but at some point you've got to learn to head the ball because what we see these days is uh, kids, young kids, and and even early twenties struggle to judge a ball in the air. Yeah. Um, it's very rare you'll see an 18, 19-year-old kid that, that'll come under the football park at, at Broadbeach there and be able to judge a header and, and, and judge the height and the flight of it and, and head the ball properly. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's a bit of a lost art. It really is, but it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to struggle. It's going to be – it's a big part of the game, the professional game. You watch any premiership game, A-league game, how many goals are scored from corners and, and headers. Yeah. If they take that sort of stuff out of the game, it's going to be it's going to be tricky. I, I don't think soccer needs any more nil-nil scorelines, do they? No, not at all. Not at all. Not, not not at us. Anyway, no, no, no. So you've started a little little venture. Yep. Grip Star Socks. Yep. Grip Star Socks. That's the one. What What's doing? I, those that follow us, follow me on Instagram or Bees and Band on Instagram would have seen. I was using them for Pilates on Looked Saturday. Good too. Looked very stable. And it's going to sound rehearsed, but. That was the most comfortable I actually felt doing some of the exercises yep. um, at Pilates. Normally, I just norm random normal socks, yep. and you're worried about slipping or you know because if sometimes when you're on the reformer or when you're on some of those different uh, exercises, if you slip, you, you're gonna come a gutsa. Ah, definitely. I felt really comfortable and really confident that, that my feet weren't going anywhere. But what what's the science? What where have these things come from? What's the go? Well, it's it's not a new thing. The the way it basically came about was that a lot of our guys at Broad Beach uh, and, and all around the place were using these grip socks. And when when we looked into it a little bit further, and, and a couple of guys into it, my my business partner in in another business, and this business is actually uh, Mark Bus Boland. He's a touch football Hall of Famer, legend, legend of the game. They played for Australia thirty seven times. Um, so he's uh, he he looked at these things when we when we spoke about it and thought, geez, if I had these things when I was when I was playing, it, it would give me an advantage, basically. So so I was wearing them no boots, obviously yep. getting around, and they actually give you a pair when you book in for surgery as well in the hospital. In the hospital, you yeah. walk around with just socks on, and they and they've got the grippy bottoms. But you're but you're talking about athletes are wearing these inside their playing boots. Correct. So soccer players, rugby league players, AFL that wear their long sock, they basically cut the sock, the foot part at the, at the ankle. They cut the foot off, throw that in the bin. They wear their grip sock on their on their foot. Yeah. They pull the sleeve of their sock over their their grip sock and tape their other sock to their grip sock. So basically, the grips are making contact with the bottom of the boot. 
So it increases acceleration, agility, um, co- overall comfort. One one comments we've had um, helps prevent blisters, especially in, in in early early season with new boots and, and those sorts of things. So if you're going to do like a running event, like marathon, or yeah, you know, definitely get yourself get, a set of grip stars. Get yourself get your five, get five pairs. <laughs> Don't get stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so just it, you, you've tried them on the, the comfort of yeah, them, they're a bit of a compression sock too. So. Um, we, we've got a few things happening around the place. We, we actually, uh, were contacted by the Melbourne Rebels. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, I, I guess the difference between us and other, other mobs are, uh, the price factor. Like you, if you go and buy a pair of, uh, I won't mention brands, but the, 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 probably the, the top brand on the market currently, you're paying $60 for a pair. Now there there are a pair of socks with grips on the bottom of them. I, do you want to pay sixty dollars for a pair of socks? It's probably unlikely. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would either. Yeah. So so we're well priced, but the rebels actually contacted us, and uh, I actually went down to watch them play against the Waratahs, and it was bucketing rain all game. Um, and the following week, we had a a, a message from or, or a testimonial, I guess, from Mil- Will Marwick, their head of performance, saying that these things are are, are unbelievable. Took them to the next level. Um, Gave them that competitive edge, I guess, and, and they went on to win the game. And I think they've won oh, four out of five or something since. So they're doing okay. So, yep. so let's put it down to the grip start Could be socks. down to the socks. <laughs> Plus the coaching down there, of yeah, course. Yeah, um, they're going good. Yeah, but look, they're, they're becoming more and more common. And I know uh, a couple other people around the place that are saying that every athlete should be wearing these. Um, whether it's uh, in a long sock, we can do a long sock. In a custom sock, we, we, we're supplying the Sydney Scorpions touch football for the National Touch. I'm actually going to change just just change out the sock drawer. It's due for yeah, it's due for it. an upgrade. Yeah, I find I, I wear leather boots a lot and they squeak. I, I walk down the hallway the, and they, the they high squeak. ones. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> just, no. Just my normal, just my normal, you know, dress boots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they this, this my socks it. slide around and squeak all the time. This so will fix it. I'm getting some. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure I can hook you up, help you out. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Personally, I loved them. Uh, I guess what you're looking, all the all the bounce and all those places that you're getting into all there, or what? Well, not really. They they, they do a. If you look at the quality of socks, we we actually went through six different factories to find the right sock. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a painstaking process. Uh, out of obviously out of China, um, painstaking process finding that correct sock. But if you jump into it, you you'll see the quality difference in a cheap sock compared to a, a decent sock. Uh, and those bounce socks are very thin. They have only tiny little grip rubbers on the bottom of it. Yep. We actually have a, a warning on our on our packaging that says uh, not suitable for shuffled gates. So for the elderly, uh, you got to be careful because. They will stick to the floor. Oh, too, they're too grippy. They're too grippy. Well, they're too grippy on a tile floor for an elderly person. Okay. So they're great for elderly people. That's what that's what they're designed for as well. Sports yep. and and aged care facilities. And we actually do with our other business, Freddie Light. We actually do a bit of work in aged care uh, uh, homes and 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 things like that as well. Retirement villages. Yeah. Um, and the NDIS and the, the NDIS do a bit with grip socks. Yeah, so cool. there's another in there as well in in that side of things. So. Yeah, just kind of a warning on because on tiled floors you're not going to be able to slide. I'll do a knee. You're not. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. So you got to be careful. Got to be very careful. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, we we might do a little bit of a a giveaway. We'll talk about that at the end of the pod. Definitely. Couple of couple of Corona updates. The Bahrain F1. They reckon that's um, that's going to be raced in front of an empty empty stadium as well. Uh, the Chinese GP. 
again postponed. NRL, they're they're talking round one could be. They're, really? they're not sure. Yeah, NRL as well. I'm just going to throw it out as speculation. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I feel like but, I may be personally responsible to, to, for the uh, the toilet paper shortage in Australia. <laughs> actually, before week. I go, can I grab some? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when can you have too much toilet paper? Oh, I haven't got any. I've got three rolls, I think. Do you? Yeah, I'm in trouble. Strife. It's not as. Oh, do you know what? It's the media. It's Definitely. it is not as bad. 100%. I made the decision. We joked about it. We was like, oh, maybe we'll do an extra shot. I'm really glad we did. We did. We bought like one Smart. one bag of toilet paper that we wouldn't normally buy. And then I was like, it just went bananas. Yeah, and it was. It, I reckon it starts. Just you just need one photo of a bare shelves at Woolies. Definitely. And people just go bananas. Doesn't matter. I I tried three three supermarkets on Friday. See, we did a nothing. My wife put in a like an online order yep. on Friday night. Yeah. No, Thursday night. Picked it up Saturday morning. You got it? Yep. I put an order in Friday morning, picked it up Friday afternoon, nothing. No paper? Nothing. Nothing. Tragic. What so brand? Anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I'm tempted to go over the bowls club and uh, borrow a couple. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people pooping at work at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, that uh, the, the virus, even the stuff coming out of the China for, for, for when you lights and, and all those sorts yep. of things as well. And talking to the freight guy. On Friday, uh, just day by day stuff. Like these we, so, did these socks clear customs before these the virus? These were done before or? the virus, yeah, which was lucky. Uh, we'd, we'd have to, we'd have to, um, I'd have to self, self yeah, isolate for the next yeah, two weeks. Quarantine, quarantine. But uh, might do that anyway. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, the, the next order, we just don't know. We just don't know how they're going to go. We have got stock, but yeah, you just you're not sure, not sure how long it's going to last. It, uh, and it won't bounce back. I know a lot of economists are using. Um, this is clearly not beers and banner content now, but uh, the, some of the economists are using the Japanese tsunami in 2011 really? to try and gauge how long it's going to take the economy to bounce back. So yeah. what happens, or basically when you look at a country and all manufacturing shutting down yep. for a period of time and then how long it takes once that manufacturing comes back. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, well, it's affecting everything. Like you're saying it's not beers and banter stuff, but it's it's affecting sport across yeah. the world, everywhere. So, and that and that's where the update sort of came from is that anywhere where people like Italy, so they don't even know whether Ferrari's racing this weekend. Still, really? I've not seen confirmation that Ferrari's in the country or their team members are. And if they're not here, we all know that Ferrari runs Formula One. So if they're not here, there's no race. Well, there's no points basically. Yeah. That they won't be racing for points if Ferrari's not here. Well, that's what I was saying before the show with the the, the Serie A, the football in in the, in, in Italy, that is basically shut down. All that's behind closed doors. If you look up Cristiano Ronaldo last night, he's getting off the team bus and walking in where there's normally thousands of fans, and he's fake high fiving people. <laughs> it's a great little video actually. Yeah, he sort of has a laugh. He's like, there's no one there. And he's high fiving people. That's crazy. Um, it's played behind closed doors. So uh, yeah, it's I can't see it happening. It won't happen for sure. Uh there was 80-odd thousand at MCG last night, so obviously Brilliant. Australia's not too worried about it. I miss it. Shocking. I run a – have a sports podcast and I had an absolute shock on the weekend. The game. I didn't see anything. Didn't I was, we, went to the, we went to the races. Shout out the great day organised by the uh, North Burley Surf Club at the um, at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Tell you what, it was it was pretty quiet, the Turf Club. Big, we, big race this weekend, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. 
Is it? <laughs> I think it's Aquas Park one this weekend. Oh, is it? I think. Well, maybe that's why it was quiet, here. but maybe, it, it yeah. didn't seem like there's a lot of people well, there. They're all at Palm Beach, great havoc. Uh, <laughs> but then, so nippers yesterday morning after being on the sauce all day Saturday, I come home and I just basically <laughs> flaked it on the couch. And I've missed the World Cup women, the World T20 final. So they've had an unbelievable night. Alyssa Healy was. Outstanding. What'd she get? 76 off 45 or something, I think. Was it Healy or was it someone else? I thought it was, was Healy. Healy. I thought it was Healy. But there was one off. There was, I read something today. I was really felt sorry for one of the girls. So all the girls got to party with Katy Perry after straight after the win. Yeah. One of the girls got dragged in for a bloody drug test. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Rachel Haynes. Yeah, right. She was denied the chance to rub shoulders with Perry or be a part of the teammate Ash Gardner's iconic selfie because she was hauled away by drug testers just as the after party kicked into gear. It's like, really? That whole can't wait for a couple of hours? Well, yeah. Tomorrow? Probably better earlier than later. Before the game? Yeah. Well, that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. You're right. It would have been better. <laughs> don't, don't don't test them tomorrow. No. But, uh, but that, that whole scenario with, with the rain and uh, England not being able to, to even play their match. Yeah, Who was that against? they were lucky on on the Saturday against South Af- to get to get the win against South Africa, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, England didn't didn't even get to play, so that that whole thing has got to, got to change, in my opinion. But yeah, uh, what I'd say eighty six thousand, eighty six, eighty seven thousand, huge. Uh, apparently, the girls were inspired by Black Panther. Black Panther, all about absorbing the energy and then using it back against you know Black Panther's um, suit. You're a Marvel fan. Not really. No. All I think about Black Panther is Anchorman. <laughs> Works 60% of the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, in, in the Black Panther movie, he wears a suit, and then if someone shoots him or yeah. hits him, like the suit absorbs all that energy, Okay, and then he can use it against them. That's there you a, go. I, just, geez, I just went a bit nerdy. Well, it obviously worked, didn't but it? But it was inspiring the, uh, okay. the Aussie girls. Obviously so worked. shout out to International Women's Day. Yeah. Great stuff, girls. Well done. Uh, and that sort of dispels a myth that uh, no one's interested in, in oh, women's sport. 100%, definitely. I've smashed it. Um, I don't know. Here we go. We're going all right for time. I've got three questions for you. We do it uh, yep. for all our special guests. Um, a nice. bit of a rapid fire. It's got to be the first thing that pops into your head. Yep. So you ready? Yep. So favorite place on earth for a beer? It's got to be the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Love anywhere. It. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Born and bred here. Love the Gold Coast. Can't go. Can't Any go. anyone particular? We. No. Broad no. Beach Bowls Club. To Broad be Beach Bolo. <laughs> so we'll come back to the Bolo. So favorite athlete of all time? Uh, Liverpool. Stephen Stephen Gerrard. Hundred percent. So he's still playing or is he retired? He's coaching Rangers in Scotland now. Yeah, so okay. There's, there's big big tabs on him to either become the next Liverpool under-23 coach Yep. Uh, and then possibly take over from Jurgen Klopp after that. But he's got a lot to learn still. And he, he's, he's only new into management. So one day, hopefully, hopefully, because he he, he, he is Liverpool. Yep. Yep. If you could have any four people from history over for a barbecue and some beers... Who are you inviting and what are you cooking? Stephen Gerrard. Yep. Uh, my two grandfathers. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to add an extra. My old man and Tiger Woods. I just think that stories with Tiger Woods would be next level. Yeah. And just, you, you, you could talk for hours, couldn't you? 
and and it'd be Woody, that's the question though. We'd have to you might you might have to feed him a few beers. Well, that's about plenty of beer. Yeah. Plenty and what are you cooking? What are you cooking? Straight out barbecue. Barbie. Straight, yeah, a bit of steak. That's about it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much good at anything else. No. I like it. So going back to the bolo. Brody bolo. What a place. And you got the soccer club next door. Correct. Is that the place that should have had the stadium for the Gold Coast? It's been discussed, I believe. Yeah. It was discussed. Or is it still a possibility? Well, I know Broadbeach signed a new lease on the soccer club a little while ago, but there's also there was talk, I believe... And again, I, I, this has come from no one official, but there was talk about like a, like a super club, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the bowls club and the, the soccer club merged into one. Um, but the, the, the soccer club just got a, a big grant to do the, the women's change rooms. Yeah. Um, so I can't see that happening anytime soon. So there, there was a fair bit spent on that. And the reason they did that, I believe, is because if Australia and New Zealand or just Australia get the 2023 Women's World Cup, Royal Beach may be a training venue. Okay. Um, but uh, you look at the stadiums on the Gold Coast, I hate going to Seabus Stadium. It's a nightmare to get in there and out of there. Metricon's a little bit better. I've been to Metricon once for a Suns game and yeah. once for the Com Games. Yep. The Com Games wasn't a bad experience. Yep. I think we, but again, we, we parked at Pack Fair. Yep. So we still drove our car to Pack Fair and then caught the bus out. Yep. So it's, it's like if you're driving your car, I'd rather just drive to the stadium. I'd rather when they built these things, they had a massive big Bit of parking. infrastructure. In saying that, if they had a built Seabus Stadium, but in the middle of Broadie, perfect. It'd be full every week. Maybe not twenty eight thousand. Maybe yeah. maybe fifteen twenty. I agree. I do. And then you spill out of there straight into into you know you can head north to surface or yep. straight down into the into the. Um, it, it 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 would live and Broadbeach up again. Broadbeach is dead. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I agree. The tram goes there. Everything goes there. I keep hearing this. This is bizarre. And in mainstream media at the moment, twenty thirty two Olympics is like a political football that they they're not they're like oh yeah no we're thinking about it we're not re- no one's committed. I keep hearing that we're actually a very good chance of being the host of the twenty thirty two as in southeast Queensland yep. probably Brisbane but you know what that you know it'll spill out twenty thirty two Olympics. No one else wants it. Is is basically well, what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I guess the amount of money they've got to spend on it, yeah, to bring people here, but mm. look what happened to Commonwealth Games. Everyone just deserted the place. Yeah, well, that was... was the best the, traffic I've seen in years. That was the government's fault, though, because all right. they did was tell all the locals to get out of town, yeah. and was what they should have been doing was giving out free tickets That's to the right. locals. Exactly. So every... Yeah, we, we had a ball at Broadbeach High School. <laughs> we did that the whole time. The traffic was brilliant. Everything was perfect, but yeah. because everyone left. So, but I, I think... Uh, I know... Gold Coast Knights there at Carrara, they own their own land. Okay. And Adrian out there, I think his his ultimate goal is to be in the, the, the B League, uh, under the A League there, the, the second division. I think that's – I believe that's his goal. So to have, have a goal there, he would have to build a small small stadium. Um, Seabus isn't viable. Uh, when – years ago when we did Gold Coast City um, and, and we're in the FFA Cup there against South Melbourne, it cost the club about 25 grand. Just to host one game out there, so basically you got to sell two thousand tickets at ten bucks a ticket to make your money back. It's 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 too hard. It's too expensive, um, for, especially for a, a an NPL club that hasn't got huge funds or even a local club. Like Surface made it a few years ago. Lucky they didn't get a home game. Coomera made it last year. They didn't get a home game. They, they were away, but because there's no clubs on the on the coast, 
the, you need I think you need five hundred lux lighting level to be able to host. Oh yeah, even an NRL club plot probably at night. Um, so I know Burley Bears is about five hundred lux, I think. Yeah, you've taken a football game to a rugby league club. It's there's a few locals there got upset a few years ago. Oh, did they? I believe so. Yeah, when the Gold Coast football hosted their grand finals there probably five years ago, the grand final day for seniors. And oh, I right. A few of the old, the old Bears supporters weren't real happy. Oh, uh, but sure. yeah, it's a, I don't know. I think Broadbeach is a perfect place. The, the council would jump behind it and. Give, just give us a million bucks, would you? Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> we don't need a mega stadium. But, yeah, just something small, yeah. But uh, it, they're probably never going to do it because Bus is sitting there, but I don't know. It, just drop the price. Well, remember Clive Palmer had all the issues out there. We, we, that's why he shut half the stadium. He's got all the issues, Clive. <laughs> yeah, no comment. But he's, uh, he, uh, he shut three quarters of that stadium, remember? He just had the one side open at the end of the Gold Coast United days. And that was cheaper for him to do That's that. That's right. And the reason he didn't open was they were charging him like triple figures, like big money. Are we ever going to see a national soccer team on the coast again? Well, eventually, I think. Um, probably not in the next five years. I, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think any of the clubs are ready. I know Gold Coast United play out of... Coplick sports fields out the back of Talabadra. Um, it's not a place where you, you, you should be. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. At least I say the better of that. Yeah. The the Knights are the the place to to be. They've got the, they own their own land. Um, yeah, it goes underwater a little bit every now and again, a little bit of rain. But I'm sure if they spent the money there properly and 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 built something, Adrian would do it well. Adrian's got plenty happening in in business and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm sure he would uh, he would make sure it's done correctly, and and that would be the the ideal spot. Again, it's it's probably not in the ideal location. Um, if you but if you could build that stadium in Broadie or or anywhere, even anywhere along that coastal fringe, I think you can do it right. Definitely. Yep. So, righto. Anything else I need to know? Soccer. I don't. Really, what I do you know what I don't like about the European soccer? What's that? The time it's played. It's, I, I lose enough sleep because of the F1. Yeah, well, it depends. It depends. It's Liverpool played at ten thirty Saturday night. It's pretty good. We better start texting me and let me know when our team's playing. Ten thirty Saturday <laughs> night, six o'clock next Tuesday morning. Yep. So I'll, um, we got a couple of mates that are talking about going to the casino. Whether we get on the beers at that time <laughs> in the morning, will it just depend on work? Or do you just start the night before and go through? Don't know. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know. never make the game. <laughs> I make the game, but you're not you're not in the greatest state after that. Yeah. The, the Champions League the last couple of years is is a four thirty kickoff, and we've been at the casino one year, and uh, I went with a couple of mates, Luke and Tebow. Little Tebow uh, fell asleep in the in the seat at the casino. He was he was terrible. <laughs> Should have seen the little poor little Blake, little French oh. Blake asleep in the front. Oh no. But uh, but yeah, we uh, we had a we had a good time. But yeah, she's she's a she's a big day after that. <laughs> It's a solid day. Well, you, yeah. You're not turning up for work after that. No, no, not at all. Hey, uh, we, you got some socks to give away? 100%. What do we want? How many? What are we, we're thinking three packs of three, socks? Pack, pack of three, and we, we do some re- resistance bands, some stretch bands. So Perfect. we do a, what we call a mega pack. Yep. So uh, we can do a three pack and, and uh, some stretch bands. And we'll throw in a beers and banter hat. Throw in a hat. Beautiful. I've got one of those. They're, they're sensational. Good stuff. All right, so what are we going to make these people do? We're going to... They've got to like both our pages. Yep, like each page. On in- Instagram. Instagram. We'll make this an Instagram in- comp. Instagram comp, definitely. Yep. Um, so you've got to like at Gripstar Socks. At Gripstar Socks. You've got to like at Beers and Banter. At Beers and Banter. And then you've got to tag three friends. 
tag three in, friends. In the post, right. because we're both going to do this post. That's right. We'll, we'll do a post and, yeah, we'll uh, we'll whack it up on the on the feed tonight or tomorrow morning. So we're going to say Australia only. Sorry, folks, for all the international listeners. Australia only. Um, and it's going to close at 4 p.m. on Monday the 16th of March. And Jolly, you'll pick the winner and, give, le- and let me know and I'll read it out on next week's pod. That's it. Gives you a week to get them in. You can see there's plenty of colours, so... Jump on. I've got some uh, for Maddie here. For, for, for Pink for ones look good. They look good. Uh, for his yoga session tomorrow. Perfect. Um, and where where do we find it? So at Gripstar Socks. At Gripstar Socks. Is there a Socks. website or yeah. how do we how do we buy them? What, where are we going? Gripstarsocks.com.au. Yep. Um, jump on there and we might even set up a little uh, discount code for beers and banter uh, followers. That'd be listeners? good. Yeah, a little discount code. So we'll, we'll, we'll post that with the image. Perfect. Um, you can jump on an order and we ship and direct to you. You can pick them up locally if you're on the central coast, New South Wales, or Burley on the Gold Coast. Great stuff. Uh, and you can find us at Beers and Banter. Uh, really appreciate everyone's support all the time. Uh, do us a favour, like, comment, share, subscribe. The interactions on the post really help us fight those um, those Silicon yeah, Valley giants that try and stifle our small little shows. <laughs> That's it. The algorithm is killing me at the moment. So please uh, put a comment, tag a mate, share it. Uh, we really appreciate the support and uh, we'll see you again soon. Cheers Good for coming you. in, Joel. Thanks, brother. Cheers. Cheers, mate.